So that, okay, so you can, if I say something really offensive, you'll take it out and <laughs> yeah. you we'll put it at the front. We'll get highlight me. it on the Instagram, <laughs> probably. Okay, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. Welcome, Welcome back. back. I'm Alyssa. I'm Riley. And this is Fan Fiction, the podcast. Uh, the podcast where we find the horniest fan fiction on the internet and read it with the sexiest, funniest people in New York City. Yeah, today our <laughs> guest is. Katie Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Today we are reading chapter 77. And Katie is playing young Luna, older Luna, Hermione, Minerva, Dumbledore, and Dobby. Wait, okay, not to be a bitch. But what? should we say the chapter number because we're not doing the chapters in order or oh, yeah, you're right. we should. all the chapters? <laughs> you're right. Uh, so let's just say the, uh, yeah. the title of the story, right? The title of the story is... Yeah. <laughs> the title of the story is... So today we're reading Catch You on the Flip Side with Katy Berry. She's playing Young Luna, Hermione, Minerva, Older Luna, Dumbledore, and Dobby. Uh, disclaimer, Luna is fun to write. <laughs> we now present... you on the flip side. It wasn't surprising that the defense professor made an attempt to murder Harry Potter. After all, it was the rare Dada professor that didn't at least try it once. What was surprising was the fact that he made his attempt in the Great Hall on the second day of classes, and of course the fact that it looked like he was going to succeed. Harry, no! Luna screamed. Everyone in the Great Hall watched as Luna attempted to tackle her friend out of the way as of the dark curse speeding towards him. No! Hermione gasped. The other girl had managed to get to Harry, moving so fast it was practically apparition, just as the curse hit, striking them both. No! Harry and Luna were surrounded by the curse's sick yellow glow for a few seconds, and then it stopped, and the two students began fading away. Professor, do something! She screamed. <coughs> At the head table, most of the professors were busy subduing their colleague. The enthusiasm they showed made their, made their view that no matter what the headmaster might believe, the faculty did not think that attempts to kill the students should be tolerated. That meant the headmaster was the only person with ability and opportunity to save Harry and Luna. Snape's contribution, a boot to the groin, was both surprisingly effective and... Well, just a surprise, really. Most of the students and staff later wrote it off as Snape being vindictive over someone killing off the sole remaining Potter before he got a chance to torment him into insanity. Dumbledore's wand danced as he attempted to perform a broad-range countercurse. He'd been too slow to block the attack, but he vowed that he would be damned if he let two of his students die before the rest. Really, it was quite annoying. Each of his students had a scheduled time and place they were supposed to end their mortal existence, and Dumbledore was not going to allow anyone to cut in line. Faster and faster, his hands moved as he fought a losing battle, until finally, the two children disappeared completely. Albus? Minerva asked. I failed. 
Dumbledore said in horror, thinking of the massive rewrite he'd have to do to his schedule now. No, wait! Minerva said. Look! The glow had returned, and everyone could see two large figures forming. They're back. They're naked. The two figures on the floor bore only a vague resemblance to the two children they'd replaced. They looked larger, looked older, looked like they weren't going to stop shagging anytime soon. Ride me like a pony! The older Luna lookalike screamed. Give it to me harder! The two new figures changed positions three times before a rather vocal finally. (laughs) Most of those present claimed it was shock that prevented them from interrupting, but both the claws and the puffs walked away with four full pages of notes. Are you two quite finished? Dumbledore asked with a twinkle in his eye. Not quite, the older Luna lookalike replied. Why do you ask? I am Albus Dumbledore, the headmaster of this school, and you are? Luna Potter. And this is my husband, Harry. We're on our honeymoon, and I thought you were dead? That's it. I'm out of here. Snape muttered and quickly fled the scene, not even taking the time to perform his classic robe swish that was his trademark. I assure you that I'm quite alive, Dumbledore replied. Did you two perhaps go into another dimension for several years before finding comfort in each other's arms? I think perhaps we got caught in a magical accident and swapped places with a couple of our younger analogs in another dimension. Luna mused. At least that's what it looks like. Ready for round four, Harry? You know I love it. Harry agreed, having been stared at enough his entire life that crowds no longer affected him at all, regardless of what he was doing. Several dozen pairs of eyes rounded as the young couple pulled each other close to begin another round of practical sex education. Stop that at once! Minerva demanded. Why? Luna sighed. I realize that you two are on a honeymoon, Minerva said sympathetically. But this is not the time or place for such activity. I just assumed that since you summoned us here, Harry began. We did not summon you two here, Minerva snapped. Good to know, Harry mused. Now where were we? You were groping me while I licked your jawline, Luna explained. Right. Harry agreed with a lecherous grin. Back to groping. Do not go back to groping! Minerva screamed. What now? Harry demanded. You're really interrupting our personal time here. It seems that you've swapped places with two of our students. Dumbledore said happily. Two of your younger selves. Could you tell us where they might have gone? Probably back to our apartment in Monaco. Harry replied. Now, if there are no other questions... Without bothering to wait for a reply, Harry's hands and mouth resumed their apparently stellar job. <laughs> Luna squealed. That's the spot. Oh, and that one too. I'm afraid that there are several more questions. Dumbledore said quickly. Damn it, what now? Harry complained. Sure, it was nice that his old headmaster was alive again, but that was no excuse for interrupting his and Luna's fun time. Could we perhaps uh, take this conversation to my office? We never did get a chance to shag on the headmaster's desk, Luna said with a coy smile. 
And that's why I love you. Harry said with a grin. All right, we agree. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we agree. We'll go to your office and shag on your desk. I was hoping that perhaps... I don't mind if you want... Luna said with a nod. It would be rude to kick you out of your office. Uh, That's not... uh, I don't uh, want to watch... Well, then you're out of luck, Luna said with a frown. Because you can't join. I maneuver help. Okay, she can join, but only for the first half hour. And we'll need Hogwarts robes for the role play. Harry stated as Luna squealed. Put some clothes on, both of you, Minerva demanded. I thought we were going to wait until we were in the headmaster's office. Not that I have a problem with doing a little play for the students, of course. Harry shrugged. No, I mean put on some normal clothes. Why? Because it is not appropriate to go around naked like that. As a couple on a honeymoon, it's very appropriate. You're around school children. And? Harry asked, wondering what exactly her point was. The entire school had faced death from various sources while he was attending it, and she was going to get upset over a little sex? It's that damn PBS telethon all over again, and I still say we should have won the talent round. God knows they got more donations in the five minutes when we were on than their entire last five years combined and now we have a flashback to younger harry and luna (laughs) harry and luna awoke in a large richly furnished apartment The walls were covered with portraits that would not have been out of place in an 18th century gentleman's club, along with several pictures of what appeared to be older versions of themselves engaged in a number of pornographic poses. Are you okay, Harry? Luna asked in concern. Her hands roamed over his body in search of injuries. Excellent excuse, if I do say so myself. I I think so. Harry tensed as one of Luna's hands ventured into his robe. Good, Luna said in relief, pulling her hand back out as apparently it had had the opposite effect of what she'd been shooting for. Now you do me. Do what? Harry asked, eyes wide, even as his hands had already started forward without further input from his brain. Check me for injuries, Luna replied. Be sure to pay special attention to my breasts. Flash forward to older Harry and Luna. Dumbledore led the odd couple to his office and seated them in a pair of chairs facing his desk. Are you sure you don't want any robes then? He asked, hopefully. Uh, Maybe later. Harry replied. They just get in the way now. Luna agreed. Yes, well... The headmaster coughed. Have you uh, given any thought to how you're going to uh, pass the time while we try to find a way to get you home? I just figured we'd continue our honeymoon. Harry mused. Five years really isn't long enough. Luna agreed. You two have been married for five years? Dumbledore asked in shock. And you're still having your honeymoon? Yep. Why? Well, how are you managing to pay for it all? Dumbledore tried another tack. Your bank accounts are back in your world, after all. All I need is to find a couple of coins on the street. Harry replied. That and a slot machine. I'll build up to the roulette tables from there. 
You're a gambler. Don't even need to cheat. Harry agreed. With luck like mine, you don't need to. How else do you think a schoolboy is going to defeat a dark lord without any training? Luna demanded. I'd assumed that love would. Nope. Luna interrupted. Bad guy got struck by a meteor. So did his followers. Harry added. Strangest thing. There I was. Beaten and bleeding on the ground. Along with everyone else. Luna giggled. They had us by the balls. Or rather, they had half of us by the balls. They had me by the throat, I suppose. Or maybe by Harry's balls. Well, you always were attached to them, love. So there we were. Harry picked up. Completely screwed when what should appear but a swarm of meteors. Killed all the Death Eaters. And we all went out for punch and pie. I actually went for sausage while Harry went for pie. Luna whispered to Dumbledore. And that's what we've been doing ever since. Harry finished with a grin. Uh, Rather than doing that again, Dumbledore said, Would you be willing to become our defense against dark arts professors? Defense professors? Harry asked in shock. Our last professor was killed while resisting arrest, Dumbledore explained. He tried very hard not to shudder as he remembered the smug look on Minerva's face when she shared that bit of news with him. You are stuck here until we have to find a way to get you back home and retrieve our missing students. You're offering us a job without knowing our qualifications. You can't be any less qualified than our last few professors. Dumbledore said quickly. And there's also the fact that I doubt either of you is planning to kill Harry Potter, are you? I've considered it, Luna admitted. Dear? You leave the toilet seat down, Luna confessed. It's really annoying. Um, sorry, I thought you liked it that way, Harry said in remorse. I'll stop doing that right away. Oh, Harry, take me now, Luna squealed. Dumbledore showed he had a slight sense of... Oh, sorry. Dumbledore showed he had a slight touch of seer's blood, or possibly common sense, and managed to save his dish of lemon candy before the two managed to destroy everything on his desk in their passion. Flashback to Younger. After giving Luna a thorough examination, she demanded he redo part of it, just to be safe. Harry decided to investigate the strange place they'd found themselves. Look at this! Luna squealed. Look how flexible I'm gonna get! Where are we? Harry said in wonder. I suspect that we're in the future, Luna replied. A future where the two of us are happily married. (laughs) And flexible. Harry said in wonder at the actions in one of the photos. That too, Luna agreed, slipping an arm around his waist. (coughs) Harry and Luna were on their way to the quarters they'd been assigned after accepting Dumbledore's job offer. It'll be novel to have a competent professor. Harry had laughed when they were stopped in by one of their new students. What can we do for you, Hermione? Harry asked. Um, could I have a word with Luna? Hermione asked nervously, trying in vain to keep her eyes above waist level on the older version of her friend. Alone? Sure. Luna agreed. She gave Harry a through kiss goodbye. I'll be there in a bit, Harry. Take your time, love. What did you want to talk about, Hermione? 
How did you and Harry get together? Hermione asked. She was more than a bit confused. She knew that people changed over time, but she never expected they'd turn out the way they seemed to. We got together after I rescued him, Luna said dreamily. From a lifetime of tedium. Can't you explain that? Hermione asked. Jenny was feeding him love potions, Luna explained, which would have been fine if she weren't such a prude. What? Redheads are supposed to be wild in bed, Luna said with a sigh. (sighs) But it's true what they say about blondes being more fun. I think that's supposed to be have more fun. That too. What happened to me? Hermione asked. Harry and I tried to rescue you, Luna said with an unhappy frown. But it turned out that you were with Ron because you loved him and not because of any potion. I married Ron? And pushed out a brat every year, Luna agreed. Not that I don't want children someday, but please. But that's not the worst part. Worst part? (laughs) Ron thought that if I was... <laughs> Sorry. You're an awful Sorry, you're doing such a good job. Yeah, you're doing such a good job. <laughs> but that's not the worst part. Worst part? Ron thought it was wrong to shag for fun. Luna explained. Which might have been why you had so many children now that I think about it. Oh. What was my career? Molly Mark II. Luna replied. He even convinced you to dye your hair red, too. Such a shame. I bet you'd have been fun. Hermione shuddered a moment in horror at the fate of her other self. But I thought you married Harry, she said in confusion. Why would you want to share? Why don't you have a seat? Luna suggested. The two girls sat down on a conveniently located bench. Some girls like sausage, and some like tacos. Others like both. Luna, are you talking about sex? Luna asked. Why, yes, I am. But I understand that it's traditional to use euphemisms. Now then, boys are the same way. I married Harry, and Harry likes tacos. I like both, so when we go out to eat, we find something we both enjoy. It's things like that that make a marriage last. Now then, Luna continued, to explain my earlier statement, if you hadn't married Ron and consigned yourself to a life of drudgery and red hair, I think you might have been a nice addition to our marriage, because there's no one else in the world we'd have considered a permanent addition. Thank Merlin the magical world doesn't follow that silly muggle one-on-one concept, except you. Was there anything else, Hermione? That'll do it, Luna, Hermione said faintly. Okay, Hermione, Luna said with a smile. I want you to know that you can come to me for anything you need in the future, and I'll do my best to help you. Thanks, Luna, Hermione muttered. She had some serious thinking to do. Be sure to tell the other girls that, too, Luna called after her. I will, Luna. Now then, Luna said as she walked back towards her new rooms. Where were we? It took some doing, but Harry and Luna eventually managed to find their wallets and enough money for takeout. The main complication came when it was time to order. They were speaking French again, Harry muttered as he hung up the phone. Sure, any of the places he'd called would have been delighted to switch to English or, for that matter, German, Italian, or any one of the other half-dozen languages if he'd asked, but 
Harry was ignorant of that little tidbit of information. Not surprising, Luna replied. The directory is in French, and that's this country's official language is French. I guess, Harry agreed glumly. I just wish there was some way we could get something to eat. Is Harry Potter, sir, finished banging his loony like a drum for today and wants Dobby to get him something to eat? Dobby asked from what had been an empty space only moments before. Dobby! Harry asked in shock. Harry Potter, sir, hasn't started banging his loony like a drum. Luna replied. But we'd still like something to eat. What is you wanting? Something local, Luna replied. And it will also have to be filling since we're hungry, not to mention the fact that we plan to burn a lot of calories later. Yes, Missy Looney. Dobby agreed. Uh, Dobby? Harry said slowly. Uh, yes, Harry Potter, sir? You don't think it's odd that we've gotten younger? Harry Potter, sir, has gotten younger? Dobby squealed in astonishment. What has happened? You, you didn't notice? Dobby just thought you was being kinky again. The little house elf replied quickly. What is happening? We've either lost our memories and gotten younger, or we switched with our older selves. Luna said brightly. Either way, we're hungry and would like to get something to eat before Harry starts banging me like a bongo drum. <laughs> yes, Missy Looney! Dobby agreed quickly. With a snap of his fingers, the table was set and another covered it with food. Dobby will be going now before Harry Potter, sir, traumatizes him by getting kinky with his loony again. Bye, Dobby. Luna giggled. Come on, Harry. It's time to get something to eat. Uh, right. Harry agreed slowly. And after that, we can talk about how you're going to bang me like a drum. To the private disappointment of most of the class and the very public disappointment of Lavender, Parvati, and the surprisingly Draco Malfoy. What? Draco asked. He's hot. I mean, she's hot. Luna and Harry chose to wear clothing for their first class. Easy access. Luna explained as the class began. That's why Harry's wearing a kilt and I'm wearing a skirt. So you guys study something while Harry bends me over our desk. Professor, Hermione's hand waved. Couldn't you teach us something first? Oh, I suppose we could. Harry agreed. Aww. Luna frowned at the other girl and began sulking. Oh, let me see. He dug around in his pockets until his hand came out holding several black marbles. Okay, these are smoke pellets. You throw them on the ground and use it as a distraction to escape. Bring your potions, kits, and I'll teach you how to make them yourselves. But won't Professor Snape get angry if you teach us potions? Who cares what that pathetic dick says? Harry snorted. But with luck, it'll bring us to lesson three. Now, everyone get a partner and come up, and I want each of you to take one of my bowls. Professor Luna? Hermione called out. There's an odd number of students, so can I be with you and Professor Harry? You're a bit young for me, Luna admitted. So you should probably wait until this world's Luna and Harry get back. If that hasn't happened by the time you graduate, then by all means. And you can work with us for the class for the time being if you like. Harry said smoothly. <coughs> Luna 
watched Harry eat with a loving look on her face. This was a, like a dream come true for the blonde girl. An indeterminate amount of time alone with a boy that had captured her interest in an apartment full of sex manuals and pornography. She didn't know the name of the defense professor that had sent them to this place, but she couldn't wait to thank him when they got back home. Well, him or his heirs, if the other professors had taken advantage of Dumbledore's distraction. Oops, Luna said cheerfully. I dropped my fork. Better go under the table and find it. With an impish smile, Luna slid out of her chair and got under the tablecloth. Could you move back a bit, Harry? Luna requested. I can't get to it when your chair is so far forward. Sure, Luna. Harry agreed. How's this? Just a perfect... Luna cooed. Luna, what are you... uh, Oh... Snape stormed into the Great Hall with an enraged look on his face. Once his eyes locked on the couple at the staff table, he became two shades redder and began stalking towards them. Snape screamed. How dare you teach potions in my class? Looks like we're going to have lesson three early. Harry said calmly to Luna. Looks like. Luna agreed. I also called you a pathetic dick. Harry said loudly. You pathetic dick. With an inarticulate scream of rage, Snape began throwing curses in Harry's general direction. Now then. Harry grabbed Dumbledore's beard and jerked the old man. Okay. Okay, do now that again. Now then! Harry grabbed Dumbledore's beard and jerked the old man into the path of the oncoming hexes. Professor Snape! He stepped over Dumbledore's fallen form. Has been good enough to agree to help us with a practical defense lesson! He sidestepped the next curse and summoned Draco into the path of the last few. Watch! Unnoticed by Snape, Luna had calmly risen from her seat and cast a single stunner. Teamwork, students. Harry said loudly. That's why we had your pair up, and without it, we could have never have arranged such a realistic demonstration. Let's all give a big hand to Professor Snape, Luna said happily, for being such a good sport. The students cheered and clapped wildly. Now let's have another for Draco and the Headmaster, for being such good human shields. Luna smiled as the students as they cheered the other two. Excellent. Now, this form of transport is like apparition, but, uh... Harry sighed in contentment as he stood up from his desk. Most of the students watched in confusion, and a few with knowing grins, as Luna crawled out from under the desk and then stood back to allow Harry to take her former position. Now then, Luna said. A silly grin formed on her face and her eyes closed halfway. (laughs) This form of transport is exactly like apparition, but you can do it at Hogwarts. Oh, and you don't need a license. Harry and Luna stood in the middle of the Great Hall and waved goodbye as they waited to be sent back to their world. Goodbye, all. Luna called out. Remember what I said, Hermione. I'm sure I'd be happy to share. And if I'm not then, just come to our world and we'd be happy to have you. I will, Luna! Hermione called back. Everyone held their breath as the two greatest Dada professors that they'd ever had slowly faded away into nothing to be replaced a few minutes later by another, smaller pair of figures that appeared to be shagging on the floor. I failed. 
Dumbledore said in horror. Rather than sending them back, I turned them into children. No, wait, Minerva said. I think it is our Harry and Luna. Ride me like a pony, the younger Luna lookalike screamed. Give it to me harder. Ah! The two figures changed positions three times before a rather vocal finale. Looks like they found something to do in the other dimension, Minerva said dryly. Or rather, someone. Uh, Luna, Hermione began. Can I talk with you about Harry? I'm sorry, Hermione, Luna said contritely. I didn't know you were interested in him, too. Despite that, I'm not willing to step aside for you. That's not... Oh, what then? Room for one more. Rain on me. That was a good story and I liked it. I loved it. Um, I wish there was more fucking. Yeah, I know, right? It was a little chaste. (laughs) It was very (laughs) cock-teasy. Yeah, It was like they kept, like, that whole scene with um, Luna and Hermione just kind of, like, beating around the bush. I'm glad they stayed away from it because it would have been pedophilia. And I'm glad (laughs) they did address that later in the script. But also I was like, look, we're here. Just, Let's do it. This is a yeah, lesbian yeah, yeah. scene. You drove the bus on the parking lot. Now you better open these doors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything on you porn is like adults playing teens. So why can't we just <laughs> read it? Le- read so why it. can't I read it? Why, why can't, can't I read, I read it? it in the privacy of my own home? That's what I'm asking. I also love that it was like almost like a, all right, honey, sit down. <laughs> now, I'm going to talk to you like you're an idiot. Some girls like tacos. What was it? Some girls like tacos. Oh, my oh some God. boys that like tacos. Whole, I, some girls like sausage. That what interlude, was I wasn't even really sure what. <laughs> I I thought that I was going to have a problem with the plot of this, the plot structure. But the way that it comes around full circle in the end. Oh, I love this it. This is one of the most masterful handlings <laughs> of time travel in yes. literature that I have ever encountered. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just there. Also, the reaction of... The time travel. Everyone's like, where, where are we? Not magical. like, ah, what just happened? <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I guess that it makes, is magic. But. I mean, that makes sense because literally on the first page, they're so casual about all the children that die at the school. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> like, literally, and Dumbledore's like, if kids die, it's not going to be my two students. Let these other two students. Like, it was so, uh, like, of course, like fucking time travel. They're just oh, like, yeah. yeah, that's fine. We This may be our last time on Earth. <laughs> Yeah, that was weird that Dumbledore had like a list of when everyone oh my was God, going yeah. to die. The fucking Crypt Keeper up in his yeah. tower like, I know when and where all must die. So that's not in the books? Oh, no. Absolutely he doesn't not. have a log of all their deaths. No. Okay. I wasn't sure because I was like, that's very specific. There is, oh, yeah. there is like a weird thing about him and death because like they- he, like, uh, spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. He like alert. knows kind of when he's going to die, but it's more that like the situation that he gets in, he's like, either things work out really well for me in here or I'm going to die in this room. Which okay. is how I go into every room. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. at the, at the threshold, like, <sighs> 
another All room. Right. <laughs> we made it through the bathroom. That's literally life. That's you guys like really though. That's literally that's life. life. Absolutely. And death. Nothing's guaranteed. Okay. That's what. That's the kind of poetry you can get in fan fiction. Yes. Yes. So you never read Harry Potter? No, I watched every movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every movie. I ha- did not read any of them. I don't plan to. I um, but I think it, your fandom is nice, and yeah. millennials have been through a lot. So if that's what you need, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I think yeah, it is a it is an, a big undertaking to. I mean, just looking at the fucking doorstops at this point, like, what are you gonna like read all? There's like eight books, right? Seven. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I don't fault you for not having any plans to read Harry Potter. Yeah, no. And you've already crazy. read the best canon. And this is pretty much <laughs> This like, is Harry this Potter is canon. all I want. <laughs> need, really. I just like wish there was more. I would say my note for the author. Mm-hmm. You need more like, practical sex education. I need more like. Practical sex practi- education. I want visuals. I want yeah. like. I, I. They didn't say penetrate once. They didn't say yeah. throbbing once. They didn't mm-hmm. say veiny once. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me I any onomatopoeias. Well, it feels like Squish. the things that this Splat. author knows about sex is that you change positions. Yeah. Yes. You have to be flexible. And it ends with a big like, ah! a big, yeah. like a big scream. A rather vocal finally. A rather vocal finally. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, is this... Oh, I haven't even thought. Was this like written by a, a child? By like a, tw- a teenager, probably. <laughs> oh, that changes how I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know who wrote okay, this. Okay, maybe. I'm like hoping know. it was a 40-year-old man so I could just be like, I want more gaping assholes. <laughs> oh, well, let me see that asshole. But then I'm like, wait, a beautiful little girl is trying to discover her sexuality and like parse the complexity no. of her emotions is I wrote think, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what makes it like pure id on the oh, page. Oh my God. Yeah. Beautiful. Because I mean, like, also, I don't know if this is even a big moment, but when Luna just goes under the table and is just like, does she give him a blowjob? She does that all the time. What is the second mode of transportation that you don't need a license for? I think it's like a... Riding. My blowjobs take you to another planet. (laughs) (laughs) No, wait. Wait, can we go to that part? That part, like, confused me. Yeah, yeah, but first, I just want to say, claws and the puffs. The claws and the puffs. Never thought to abbreviate it like that. Yeah. The slids, the griffs, the, the, the claws shit. and the puffs. When yeah. you're a gruff and a puff <laughs> and a slid, then you come from the skids and you the magic a kid. kid. Ah, <laughs> you magic, magic a kid. Couple kids. Another story about a slid from the skids. Oh, know? shit. <laughs> That's Oscar nom shit. The gruffs and the puffs. <laughs> Okay, yeah. what, what did you want to say well, about your just life the part- of drudgery and red hair? Oh, my life of drudgery and red hair. That was a good line. <laughs> oh my gosh, in the middle of her like very like condescending like, okay, listen, have you ever heard of a vagina? Sit down. Yeah. It's called a taco, you idiot. No, the, the moment where younger Luna and younger Harry are like sitting and eating their food and she's like, Oops, I dropped my fork. <laughs> and, like, and at this point, she's been coming on yeah. strong. So strong. strong. She literally... Almost every scene with Luna, old and young, she's yeah. looking for a way to crawl under some sort of desk <laughs> yes. or covering. So, because she's just she so is. eager to suck on his peen. Yeah, Mama <laughs> is seeking shelter. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, I love. I just like on page five when Minerva and Dumbledore like put on clothes. You're fucking in front of oh the entire gosh. student yeah. body, and literally it goes. Harry at uh and Harry asked, wondering what exactly her point was. Yeah. Like, there's so much in this that's just like sex is sex, and it's good. It's like very sex positive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that be? PBS telethon? What the <laughs> fuck was that? I didn't even know what they were talking about. I didn't either. I was like, this is a different place. I feel like this is maybe the author, like, and we should have won the talent round. God knows we got more. T- like, are they saying that young that old Harry and old Luna went on the PBS telethon and started fucking and they were like, oh no, but they got Which so many donations. Which is like, PBS is American. Wait, the entire school had faced death from various sources while yeah. he was attending it and she was getting upset over a little sex. It's that damn PBS telethon <laughs> all over again. <laughs> and I still say we should have won the talent round. Who's narrating this? It's yeah, so unclear. God knows they so got unclear. more donations got in the personal. five minutes we were on. And they're, I guess maybe, yeah, it's like older Harry. Yeah, okay. It sounds like maybe she left out quotations and that was older Harry being like, let like, us fuck. We uh, get money. For so this. I think they went on a PBS telethon and yes. just started having sex, and people were like, "Ah, like give us, take your money!" Oh my god, he killed Voldemort. Now he's <laughs> fucking. I love this guy. It's crazy. I love this guy. This um, what the fuck is a Molly Mark too? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Holy shit! I was like, you guys. I didn't clock a reaction, so I was like, this must be some yeah. Harry Potter Wizarding World shit. Oh no, I circled that shit. <laughs> a Molly Mark too. Molly Mark too, but apparently it's it's bad because she's shuddered a moment in horror at the fate of her other self. Can we get a Google on? Yeah, we gotta get a Google on Molly Molly Mark Mark too. Ben's on it. We'll keep going. Um, (laughs) A life of drudgery and red hair is so funny. Yeah, and then we thank God we got Dobby. Oh Dobby, we got Dobby's. Oh boy, Dobby's crazy ass popping in. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's a wild one. He's just a slave creature, yeah? <laughs> right? He's Dobby like, is a, a house elf, yeah. A house elf, but he, also... Um, he, uh, yeah. is... J.K. Rowling is so problematic. I think yeah, that, she I really think, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> that banging on your loony meant... Oh, yeah, Luna. <laughs> banging Luna. I thought that a loony was like a small Scottish instrument. <laughs> like we play... You banging on your loony? Yeah. Yes. Guys, pl- give me a second. I'm just gonna Shout bang on the loony. Out. <laughs> oh, I love Shout it. Shout out to the loony so with the good. tin whistle. That I'm the was, loony with the toonie. That, the loony with the toonies over here. That was that was a great addition. Um, the fact that Dobby didn't clock that they were younger was also funny. He was like, "Uh, have you noticed that we're like yeah, probably like, like, I don't ask questions anymore." He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> there were moments of like logic and like, "Oh, let's establish this thing," but then it was. It would come and go. It, it wasn't applied broken. to the entire tale. Yeah. It was not consistent. <laughs> Alyssa, um, you're a teacher. What do you think of Harry and Luna's pedagogies? I think that I do love the idea of uh, practical application. Yeah. <laughs> I do love practical sex education. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like he had a lesson plan because he was like, all right, we got lesson three. That means there must have been a lesson well, one, one and two. two somewhere. <laughs> or part of a series. <laughs> Who knows how many lessons there are? Yeah. Numbers in, can go on forever. That's the point of numbers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was also funny that somebody was like, please, can you teach us something? And he was like, oh, let me just look in my pockets, see what I got in here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Smoke, smoke balls. Yeah. But, smoke balls. But then, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many things. Um, I love that at the end, the students were like, well, there go the two best Dada professors we have literally. ever had. And literally, he was just like, each of you grab my one of my balls. <laughs> Like, he made the students fondle his balls, and they're like, uh, watching him walk into the the sunset, like, field of dreams. Like, goodbye. (sighs) He'll never get an education like that again. 
class with Harry and Luna was grab my balls and now we're going to put on a play for you. Yeah. Basically. Well, it started oh with I, he's going to bend me over the desk. Yeah. And then somebody said, can we do something else first? And they were like, oh. And Luna started sulking. She was like, oh, I've been having sex nonstop oh, but you for know what? five years. Five years. I have a, a textual clue. Yes. When he said a silly grin formed on her face and her eyes closed halfway. <laughs> Luna, what are you on, girl? Luna, what did you She's on that smoke? magic What did you eat, eat, eat? What are you on, Luna? I've seen that face. And that's not a good sign. That's bedtime. That's the bedtime that's face. That's time. That's, that's when you, you say. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you say. Yeah, time to go to bed. I'll see you in the time morning. Time to go. See you in the morning. Or I won't. I um, <laughs> should we real quick break down what the practical application was? Because for some reason, Dumbledore was standing what, next battle? to them. When he was coming in and he was like, how dare you he teach potions? Dumbledore by the <laughs> he grabs Dumbledore by so the beard. So undignified. Wait, Harry grabbed oh. Dumbledore by the beard, Harry right? grabbed Dumbledore by the beard and, and threw him on the ground. The yeah. Oh my. Fuck. And then he, uh, whatever, zoomed Draco towards him. And Draco <laughs> was like flying through the air, just getting like hexes and like curses all over. He's like, Ugh. yeah. But he gives props at the end. Thank yeah, you he's to like, Draco thanks for you guys. being a great human shield. And, and Dumbledore just like face smashed on the ground, <laughs> yeah. just gives a thumbs up. Thanks. Thank you, Harry. Wait, so that's the that's the defense is grab an old man and put him in your path. <laughs> that is literally yeah. the defense. Or and and not or and a child. <laughs> and then everyone was like, yeah. oh my God. We'll miss you. Heroes. Like yeah. heroes oh, salute. Captain, my captain. I don't know what Dumbledore is expecting because they literally were just like, oh, fucking, fucking. And he was like, will you put on clothes? And they're like, no. And he's like, well, would you like to teach at my university? Yeah. <laughs> like, at my university. Yeah. All they are <laughs> naked in his office. They, deme- they don't even. naked on the floor. Uh, yeah. They also, won't even put clothes on. All the standards in this. Luna literally at one point is like, um, I've considered killing you because you leave the toilet seat down. Oh my down. gosh. You leave the toilet seat yeah. down, which is what we what want. We want. <laughs> yeah. And it's he's really just, annoying. He's just shitting on the top. Yeah. It's like the clothes. There's just poop everywhere. So he's, yeah. So, and yeah, the lid. He's she asked the him, lid down. Yeah, she asked him to kindly not leave pa- like pounds of shit on the lid. And he like, uh, okay, and then she's like, oh, and immediately it's like, yes, like her standards, everyone's standards in this are so low. I know, it's wild. <laughs> everyone is just so horny. Yeah. But they don't, yeah, it's like so horny, but so not giving me, like, it's not giving this, me the details. This like, is just too much blue balls. Like, this story uh-huh. is too much blue balls <laughs> for me. I was like, come on. Yeah. Let's get nasty with it. You wanna, I, this makes me want to write this shit. Yeah. Hey, you want to see baby. the descriptions. They're like, because a lot of it is like thir- secondhand where they're like, wow, the students were watching. They saw those pictures of the flexible selves. And you're like, I want to, I want them to tell me what's in those pictures. Yeah. Also, that yeah. room was really giving me like 2001 Space Odyssey at the end when he's in that like fucking French Baroque room. Oh, yeah. Room. I was kind of like, yeah, I was like, wow, they're in some like weird in between liminal space. Oh. <laughs> But I guess they were just actually in whatever fucking hotel in Monaco they were at or something. Monaco! <laughs> Have you guys ever read uh, some fan fiction where Minerva gets fucked? And also, okay. Oh, Minerva is Professor McGonagall. 
Did you know that? Maggie Smith. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought so. Okay. okay, okay. You did a good voice. I started you did. You sounded out. Just like her. I literally started out and I was like, I'll just do an old British lady voice because that's what I like. I have no idea. I thought maybe Minerva was Ginny, like one mm. of the kids. Oh. But then as it went on and I read the expertly Context. crafted dialogue, yeah. Yeah. I was like, the, oh, okay, I actually hit it on the head. Yeah. <laughs> you also, not for nothing, genius. that was like the best Hermione I think I've ever That was such that was a so good Hermione. Good. Thank you. Thank you. The Hermione, yeah. Harry. Harry, you will make a fool of yourself. <laughs> you will yeah. make a fool of yourself. She has like <laughs> such a wide, I don't know. I don't it know. Was she opens her mouth Perfect. Wide. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Sounds um, like Emma Watson in my cans. Sounds like Emma Watson. Um, so we want, uh, want to know, what house are you? Oh, so I took the test. Mm-hmm. Um. And it said I'm like 33% Griff, mm-hmm. 21% Sliv. Wow. And That's then a strong personality. A little bit like Ravenclaw. I've taken tests in the past and I've gotten like Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. I feel like I'm everything. But I think the, the test you sent me, mm-hmm. which was very detailed, said overall Griff. Yes. Three Griff. Griffs. We had a lot of Griffs on the pod. I think most I think people strong, are Griffs. Yeah. I, I, I'm curious what the population spread across like the, the world, the world. Yeah. Like it does it, is it 25, 25, 25, 25? Is it 50? 30? Do these 10, numbers? 10? <laughs> oh, I'm impressed. You know? Yeah. I think there's way more slids and huffs than, cause huffs, huffs. are just like huffy are, puffies. Huffy puffies? They're just like stupid and eat snacks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Background oh man. Oh. oh. Are you a huff? No, Ben's not a half. Okay. Oh my gosh. I just thought of someone I know and treasure who's a Hufflepuff and she cried. She took the test online when the, the you know, the big test <laughs> oh, came yeah, out. Oh, the Pottermore yeah, test. Yeah. And she, yeah, the Pottermore test. And she is a huge Potterhead and she took the test and there's video of her. She figured she got Hufflepuff and she very non-ironically cried because <laughs> she was so bummed oh, out. I and now I feel bad oh, that I- was bummed out. Yeah, oh no, she was bummed. <gasps> she didn't want to so be so happy to be Hufflepuff. Cedric Diggory's a fucking Hufflepuff, and that's why I model my life after. You kind of look like hot Cedric Diggory, like the adult Whoa, version. Hotter uh, than no, Robert no, 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 Pattinson? wait, 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 no, yeah. no, 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 wait, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong, I'm, I'm completely confusing, I'm thinking of, who was Neville. the one that got hot? Neville? Neville. You look like hot Neville. <laughs> Whatever, adult Neville's hot as yeah, shit. Yeah, and you, you don't say, look and like little dumpy hot, Neville. So I'm gonna keep that. I'm oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna keep that in a locket in my pocket. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Well, thank you so much for giving your all to that was gosh. amazing that was really a performance I mean I had this was joyful um, thank you for letting me incorporate my tin whistle Absolutely. I love that you brought this tin whistle and there was something in the text that called for it it's like the text knew yeah yeah it was perfect it was a synchronicity um, where can we see you or any projects or anything that are coming up? Where can you plug, plug, plug? Yeah. Ooh, um, I you know what it's at some point in the next two years I'll have feature films coming out yeah. if everything goes well I, my film was optioned and i got a deal to write a second film but that you know get hopefully it, just get like it, keep get an eye out yes um uh katieberrycomedy.com um at katieberrycomedy on insta like go ahead and follow me and like i'll give you all the updates like i perform around nyc and i'm just mm-hmm. like chilling and having fun you hilarious musical theater improviser amazing writer thank you, thank you. super amazing yeah. thank you so much and um, tin whistle dilettante 
Tonk. Gin and Tonk. Let me let me play us out, Katie. Play us out, Katie. Play us out under my Instagram pitch. We are Fan Fiction the Podcast. You can find us at Fan Fiction the Podcast on Instagram. And wherever books are sold. We love you. Good night. This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram. And if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks. Thanks.